coming up. I would die for my brother. Like, I wish I could trade places with him. That's how much I love him. You know, I love him more than I love myself. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson. You're listening to The Daily Crime. Before we get into today's episode, we have an update on a case that Reed Redmond told us about just last week. Last week, WQAD reporter Luke Clary told us about Briasia Terrell, a 10-year-old girl who loves Steph Curry and making TikTok videos with her mom. Briasia went missing in Davenport, Iowa last summer, and at the end of our episode last week, we mentioned that there was some news out of Iowa, that investigators had discovered human remains in Clifton County, near Davenport. But at the time, they were unidentified. Later in the week, however, Davenport Police Chief Paul Sikorsky announced the results of an autopsy at a press conference. And we have received confirmation. We've received confirmation that the uh, remains are those of Briasia Terrell. This was obviously not the news anyone was hoping to hear. And it's not only devastating to Briasia's family, but to so many it sounds like in Davenport and around the country who've been touched by Briasia's story and were desperately hoping that she could be reunited with her family. Sikorsky said the investigation into Briasia's disappearance, while it's now official, has been conducted as a homicide investigation for the past nine months. He also said there's no timeline yet for possible charges. As we talked about on Monday, Henry Dinkins, the father of Briasia's half-brother, was previously named a person of interest in the case and remains incarcerated on unrelated charges. Briasia's mother, Aisha Langford, put out a statement saying, quote, Our love from Briasia has gotten us through the past nine months and will continue to see us through as we fight for justice. We want to thank the community, law enforcement, friends, and family who've put in countless hours to help bring Bri home. We ask for privacy as we grieve the loss of our daughter, sister, and friend. Our focus will now be on seeking answers to what happened on the night she was last seen. All right, thanks, Reed. Up next, let's get into today's episode. Prior to mid-December of last year, 20-year-old Justin Sawyer was taking a semester off from college at the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga, living in Clarksville, Tennessee, near the Kentucky border. Paolo Suro is a bilingual, multi-skilled journalist at 11 Alive in Atlanta, not far from Covington, Georgia, Justin's hometown. His sister, Lauren, who I was able to speak to, You know, she says he loved music. He had this passion for producing music and he wanted to be an entrepreneur. He wanted to start a business. He had these big dreams and wanted to eventually move back to Georgia to be near his family. He's very close to his family, very, very close to the point where they would talk every day. Just before the holidays last year, all of that changed. Suddenly his mom doesn't hear from him, you know, this one day in December. And she starts to worry and tells uh, Lauren to call Justin. And and Lauren doesn't hear from Justin. And so they decide, you know what, we're going to drive to Clarksville. We're going to drive to campus, see if he's there. They walk into his room and it was unlocked, is what Lauren says. His friends have no idea where he's at. They hadn't seen him in a while. And so it just starts putting these red flags all over the place. So that's when they decide to file a missing persons report. Justin's car was found not long after he disappeared in Cartersville, Georgia, far from where he'd been living in Tennessee and where he was last seen alive. Weeks pass with no sign of Justin. But then in early January of this year, 
There's news from investigators. Three men were arrested in connection to his disappearance. Now, they're arrested in Kentucky, so this is why this is all spanning in so many different states. Um, and this was in connection to his disappearance, and police won't say much. That's all they said. You know, it's a joint investigation between Kentucky State Police and Clarksville, uh, Tennessee Police Department, and they end up arresting three men, a 20-year-old, a 36-year-old, and a 22-year-old. 20-year-old Dewan Davis was arrested January 4th. He's still incarcerated. 36-year-old Gene Doug Davis arrested two days later but has since been released. And 22-year-old Markel Devante Sims, who turned himself into authorities, has since been released too. So they arrest them and Lauren says there's not much she hears back from police. It's very frustrating. It, it's, it's, very, it's a nightmare. So Paolo, police have not said a lot about this case. How were you able to start putting together the pieces about what they think might have happened to Justin? Most of it is through arrest warrants that um, we were able to get. And now finding those arrest warrants were very difficult because in Tennessee, you need to be a resident of Tennessee in order to get some of these open records requests, which is crazy. So us being here in Georgia, we weren't able to get a lot of this information. So we worked closely with our sister station. So. We basically find out through arrest warrants that two of the men that were arrested in connection to Justin's disappearance, so Dewan Davis and Markel Sims, they got into Justin's car. They were looking to rob him. And so this is happening in Kentucky. And the warrants say that Davis, uh, Dewan Davis, then shot Justin in both legs. There's also apparently surveillance video of all of this unfolding at a gas station in Kentucky, um, where you can see both men putting Justin in the back seat. So this, you know, is all happening. And, you know, Lauren says, I don't understand why people didn't try stopping it if this is happening, you know, in this gas station. But then they drive off, the two men with Justin in the back seat, they drive off and meet this third suspect, Gene Henry who then helps move the body into the trunk of the car. And again, this is all happening in Justin's car because they went into this car trying to rob him. Um, and so according to Justin's sister, authorities tell her that Davis then proceeds to drive this car to his home, to South Carolina, and tells his family everything. He basically confesses, is what Lauren says. And his family didn't speak up much, but someone anonymously calls police and tells them what they know. So this is when, um, you know, Davis is called into more questioning. So police eventually start piecing everything together, and that's how they are able to arrest these men. And actually, Markel Devante Sims turned himself into authorities January 13th. But still, there was no sign of Justin or any indication of what might have happened to him. Where is my brother? That goes through my head every day. Each day, like clockwork, Lauren Sawyer would get a phone call from her brother, Justin. When her phone didn't ring December 17th, Lauren and her mother knew something happened to their best friend. She said, pack a bag, we have to go to Tennessee. That's where he was living at the time as a University of Tennessee at Chattanooga student. More than two months later, the search for the 20-year-old Covington native who Lauren says is smarter than school and loved music continues. And she says it won't stop. They'll keep fighting until finding him, just like she says he fought for his life. He's loved and that we're looking for him and we won't ever stop. It's not until recently where they were able to find his body in Clarksville, Tennessee. Um, so his family really for months, they were holding on to this hope that Justin maybe was out there and alive. Um, and they held several 
um, candlelight vigils, um, asking, you know, pleading to bring Justin back, or if anyone has answers, please bring them to us. And Lauren, when I interviewed her, you know, she said, all I want is my brother back in whichever way or form, but I need some closure. My family needs some closure. And unfortunately, you know, it's not the closure they wanted, um, you know, because he was found dead. But um, now, you know, they, they feel some relief in knowing, you know, where he is. And, you know, they want these men to face these consequences terrible end in the search for a missing college student from Georgia. 20-year-old Covington native Justin Sawyer found dead in Clarksville, Tennessee last week. He had been missing since December 17th. Arrest warrants say three men got into Justin's car to rob him, shot him in both legs, put his body inside a trunk, then later moved his body. Investigators found Sawyer's car days later. The three men later arrested in Kentucky in January in connection with his death. Do we know if these three men who've been arrested had any connection to Justin Sawyer? As far as we know, no. Lauren, you know, when I talked to her, she said she doesn't even know who these men are. Um, and they were just looking to rob him, is what she said. And, you know, she even said at one point, it looks like they wanted to just rob his car. They needed a car. Um, and so Davis, you know, stole his car and took it with him to South Carolina. And she even mentioned when he was driving back, because um, at one point, um, you know, he was driving his car back um, to, I believe, the Tennessee area. He even spray painted the car a different color, and that's how he, he was able to get past authorities, is what Lauren mentioned, that authorities told her. So he really knew that people were looking for him. You know, they were chasing him down, and they were trying to uh, arrest him, and he was running from police by spray painting the car a different color to get away from them. Such a sad story, and, you know, again, 20 years old, had a lot of life to look forward to, just getting started, and uh, really, you know, just tragic turn of events uh, that three people would decide to do something like this, allegedly. Yeah, absolutely, and, you know, Lauren sent me videos of her younger brother, and you could see him smiling all the time, um, and just being around people, surrounded by people who... Uh, he loved very much, and you can tell how loved he was too because, you know, while working on the story, the reaction from community members, from friends, and, um, you know, it's just, it's heartbreaking to see someone lose their life at such a young age. Um, it's, it's hard. And also, you know, with these vigils that they were holding, you could see the outpour of support from the community as well. So. It's just, it's heartbreaking to see something like this happen to a 20-year-old, uh, let alone anyone, really. Whether there are confessions involved or not, this will take a while to play out in the court system, I imagine. That's what it sounds like. And you know what? It's been really hard for us to even get answers from law enforcement, um, just because, as I mentioned, you know, with Tennessee, you know, you don't need to, you need to be a resident in Tennessee to submit these open records requests. So it's been really hard for us even to get answers. Lauren says that authorities were very open with her and her family. Um, but it's been really hard for us to find some of those answers, um, you know, some answers that maybe she didn't know. Hello, tell us about the charges against the three suspects in this case. So we know Davis is facing robbery, kidnapping, serious physical injury, and assault charges. Gene, um, who was arrested two days after Davis, he was charged with abuse of a corpse and tampering with physical evidence. And then Sims, um, he was he's facing charges of complicity to robbery, complicity to kidnapping with serious physical injury, and complicity to assault. So all of them facing different charges. 
Thanks to Paolo Suro at WXIA 11 Alive in Atlanta, Georgia, for her reporting on this case. Thanks for listening to The Daily Crime. We're here every weekday, Monday through Friday. Be sure to subscribe to the show and give us a great review if you like what you hear. And if you'd like to learn more about the show and Vault Studios, check out our Facebook group, Inside the Crime Vault.